everyone. Welcome to PTSD TV. Today is Thursday. Today we are talking about relationships. And today our topic is how to handle anger in PTSD relationships. So this is something Brad and I struggled with within our own relationship. And a lot of couples do and a lot of people do. And there's all sorts of different relationships. It doesn't just necessarily have to be a romantic relationship. You can have anger in all sorts of relationships. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And this episode of PTSD TV is sponsored by Broken to Unbreakable, which is my PTSD and CPTSD recovery program. So for those of you who don't know me, my name's Keeleen. I had CPTSD for over 15 years and now no longer do. And what I do now is I coach people through the recovery process to help them get from a lot of people start at rock bottom into living a life they truly deserve to live without PTSD. It is possible. And if you want to learn more about Broken to Unbreakable and what you need to do on your recovery journey, you can go to overcomingptsd.info slash go. So you can go to overcomingptsd.info slash go to learn more about what I do, more about working with me one-on-one and the Broken to Unbreakable program. So welcome to those of you joining us live and thank you for the hearts and, and the waves and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, we're so excited to have you all here and talk about this topic today. So when it yeah. comes to, and I didn't let you introduce yourself. Nope, I am a Brad. <laughs> Brad Shipke, I am Kayleen's significant other, and um, I'm excited to talk about today, the three steps that we kind of discovered through trial and error um, on how to resolve anger, anger inside of yourself and inside of your relationship. And this really has to do with all types of anger. And we're going to keep it really simple. We're going to give you three simple steps that you can implement right away to, you know, basically do the damage control and resolve things pretty quickly. So, and this is the thing that's worked time and time and time and time again for us and helped us resolve angers, anger and fights. Well, resolve things before it gets to screaming matches and fights. So um, this is going to be a really practical episode for you guys. And I'm excited to share it with you guys. So our, the three things that we're going to be covering and talking about today, we're going to be talking about awareness of anger. We're going to be talking about what to do when you feel angry. And then the third thing, of course, finding a solution and how to implement it, mm-hmm. right? So number one, we're going to talk about awareness of anger. So when it comes to handling anger in your relationships, the very, very, very first thing you need to do. Now, there's there's two people in a relationship, right? I mean, you yeah. also have the relationship with yourself, I guess. But there's two people <laughs> within a relationship. We're talking about external relationships. And you both it's important that you're both aware of anger Mm -hmm. and it's important that you become aware of anger as soon as possible as soon as you start to feel it so a lot of times within um, ptsd relationships it can often be one person starts to feel the anger Mm -hmm. and then it kind of feeds feeds off each other and then the other person will feel anger or angry because they're feeling that from the other person so it usually starts with one person And it's important to be aware of if you're the one with the anger, when it's starting to build, Mm -hmm. because there is a point before you reach kind of your breaking point, the point where like you throw stuff around the house and like break stuff and, (laughs) you know, squish sandwiches and stuff before you get to your breaking point, it builds. And so you have to become aware of the anger before you get to that kind of freak out point as soon as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of indicators, right? There's a lot of signs before you actually get to the point where you want to take your cup of water and you want to chuck it across the room. Like I have done in the past when I got really angry from the PTSD. Um, But there's a lot of things happening inside of you before you get to that point. And the first step is to become aware of those signs and those indicators inside of you. And there's really... 
two main things, which is really just one, like emotion, internal emotion. But that's kind of broken up into like your thoughts and the feelings, the bodily feelings. So you'll notice like the easy way to, to notice it and the easiest sign to notice is what you're feeling in your body, you know? So you'll, you're st- you'll start to feel like maybe your chest get tightened, maybe your face get a little more tense or your arms get a little tenser. Yeah, <laughs> you get a little angry. And um, so you'll, you'll notice that first and you wanna catch that as soon as possible, right? Because those are indicators that things are going to escalate and get worse and worse and worse. And if you can catch it when it's still inside of you before it gets external and you start taking it out on the people around you, you actually have a chance, a chance to stop it before it gets to that point. And this is the thing that really made the biggest difference for us was like really building that awareness within ourselves, you know, because a lot of times we like to point fingers like, Oh, this is, it's your fault. It's like your fault. You got me angry. Like you, you hurt me or like you did something to hurt me. But a lot of the times, like the anger doesn't even come from exactly what happened in that moment. And that's going a little too far for, for today's episode. But like the, the responsibility, your emotions are, you know, your responsibility to take into your hands and you have to, you know, be aware of what's going on inside of you so you can take control over yourself. Cause you don't want, you don't want control to be in somebody else's hands. You know, you don't want the, you want your control to be in the world, the outside world. You want, you want to be in control, right? And you do that by being aware, by becoming aware of what's going on inside of your body and inside of your mind. You'll start to have minds like, why did he do that? You know, why did she say that? It's like, oh, she, does she hate me? Or like <laughs> all those things that like those thoughts don't, that don't even really make sense. That aren't even real. Like when you logically think about them, you're like, okay, like, yeah, that's not really, that's not really true at all. <laughs> but Usually, if we can sidestep into the second step, if you want, because the first step is being aware, but it looks like Kayleen has something else. It looks like Kay's not ready to quite step <laughs> that far. But I think when it comes to awareness, there are a few things that are important. And you mentioned a lot of the internal awareness is super important. Mm-hmm. And Brad was talking a little bit about blame and, and placing blame on each other, on uh, placing blame on anything. And so what yeah. we like to talk about is, you know, it's not your fault that you're feeling this way. It's not your fault, it isn't. Like you're having PTSD reactions, that's totally okay. Those are normal reactions when you have PTSD. So it's not your fault, Mm -hmm. but it is your responsibility. And so really it's no one's fault in the relationship, in the situation. No one is doing anything wrong, but it's your responsibility to handle things from that point, right? So it's not your fault that you got hurt, that you're experiencing all these really intense emotions, Mm -hmm. but it is your responsibility to handle them and to heal them. So that's what we like to talk about. And especially in relationships, blame is never helpful, right? Mm -hmm. And you think about a situation and a relationship and always, 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 no matter what situation you're in, both parties play a role in getting you to that point right so whether it's you know 20 percent, 80 percent, or 10 percent, 90 percent, everybody plays a role in getting you to that moment and so I think that's really important you should never be blaming other people blaming yourself okay this is a team you know we yeah we got here what did we each do to contribute to getting to this moment whether it's conscious or not you know it doesn't really matter but it helps when you're talking about placing blame that blame is kind of irrelevant (laughs) blame doesn't help help. the only thing that matters is finding a solution right taking an an objective view on how you can both improve and how you can both find the solution because if you're ever placing blame like that just like i mean makes like you're not even focusing on the solution you're focusing on these other things that like 
are just going to get you further away from where you want to go, which is like, I want to resolve this. I hope you want to resolve this. If you're here, you probably want to resolve that anger. Um, and placing blame or pointing fingers like that doesn't, that doesn't help at all. It makes you powerless. Actually, it takes all of your power completely away to say, well, this is your fault. You know, you kind of throw your hands up and you say, well, mm, there's nothing I can do because it's your fault. And so rather than taking responsibility and okay, you know, it's not my, it's not my fault that I got here, but what can I do about it now? And having that, how can I attitude is really important. And we talk about that a lot. Yeah. But in regards to awareness, the the other thing I wanted to mention within relationships, because there are two kind of forces at play here, you know, it's super important to become aware, like Brad was talking about, of yourself, of your internal emotions. Bless you. Thank you. And things like that before it builds. And there are indicators of that, like Brad was talking about. And what also can be helpful is trying to become aware of science and each other. So you're not going to be perfect mm. at this at first. It's going to take some practice to become aware and to be able to have a plan, which we'll talk about in a minute, to to step out and figure out what's going on. So it's going to take a little bit of work to get there and a little bit of practice, and it's a skill you both have to develop. Mm-hmm. But what can be helpful is, you know, the other party becoming aware of the signs in their partner. So... I can look at my partner, I can look at Brad and say, oh, you know what? He does, His vibe doesn't seem quite right. Like right. he seems like he's getting kind of short with me. I'm going to give this some space. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to resolve it. I'm not going to try to ask him or, or poke at this or Dig. continue this conversation. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave it for a second because yeah. I don't want to fuel the fire because I know that sometimes when this happens and he starts to get short, it's an indicator that he's starting to kind of build and get angry. Yeah. So I'm just going to pause and put everything aside. And that kind of leads us into our second point. But you as partner, as other person, you know, you can, you can read that other person and say, okay, right. something's not quite right. So if, if that person isn't catching themselves, what can happen is you, you can kind of catch it for them. And as a situation, as a team, as a relationship, you can, you can step back because it takes two people to fight, two people to kind of do those things. So, and it takes one person to kind of diffuse the situation, which is our kind of our second point, which is, you know, what to do when you become aware of that anger on Mm. either side and both parties is to, to pause, take a deep breath and step away. Take a little break from the situation to really step back and, Allow yourself to relax and give yourself the space, the mental space and literal physical space to think clearly. And like first, the first step is becoming aware, aware. And once you become aware of something inside of you or you read your, the body language or the voice or the tone of your partner, you're like, okay, let's, let's just take a little break and we can talk about this later. Something like that. And that, that's the second step. And when you go and take that break, you want to, you know, sit down, relax, do a relaxation exercise. And if you don't know a good relaxation exercise, Kayleen has written a book. I don't know if you guys can see it right there behind her, um, that she gives away for free. Um, which also comes with a free video program as well called the three amazing relief tools for PTSD anxiety. But those relief tools are great for literally every situation. Um, so the second step is to pause when you, when you sense that inside of you or your partner, take a break 
and do a relax relaxation exercise. And if you don't know a good relaxation exercise, um, you can definitely check out this book. It's free. You just pay for shipping. Um, and you can get that if you want by going to, um, our Facebook page, overcoming PTSD. And it's on the pin post. So if you're on Facebook right now, you can just go there. It's a pin post. Um, or you can go to overcoming PTSD.info slash free book. That's overcoming PTSD.info slash free book. Um, so you pause, you take a second. I mean, even just taking like space and doing some deep breathing, just allowing yourself to like calm down and really reflect on why you felt that way, why you got a little angry and allow yourself just to decompress. And oftentimes that's all that's really needed is to just to give you some time to decompress and really look at the situation from a different angle. So you're not consumed with the, with the emotion. And a way that can really help with that is like try to take yourself out and put yourself as like, um, like an observer or like a third person view on, um, on the situation. So you try to pull yourself out of your emotions, out of the situation. So you're looking down and being, and really looking at it from a different perspective. So you can see, you know, the truth, you know, cause when you're consumed with your emotion, like, like that, that's 99% of the time, not the truth, not, not the reality. That's what you're feeling. So you want to be able to take yourself out of that situation so you can view things <clears throat> objectively and view reality as it really is. So then you can come up with a real solution versus a solution based on, um, like spur of the moment emotions. Right. You don't want to be, um, there's a, there's a phrase, I don't know if it's appropriate or not, but like shooting from the hip. Yeah. Right. So like you, when yeah. you're, when you're hot headed and there's so much going on, it feels like, you know, like your thoughts are spinning. You're just so emotional. You're flooded with emotion and you're just like saying stuff and like, you don't even know what you're saying or just why you're happy. saying it. You're just, you're just saying all these things that like you may or may not mean. I right. know when I've been angry, when I've been upset, I've said some things that I'm like, I don't even know where that came from. That is not <laughs> true at all. That's she not would just I say feel. blatant lies. And then afterwards, like, I did not mean anything. <laughs> it's just like, okay, cool. Um, just to, I don't know. So when you, so you have to, you know, pause and reflect on what is actually going on and try to find the truth in what's going on. And this is for both parties. So if you're the one that, you know, is getting upset and we can all get upset. So you're going to probably play both roles at some point, but if you're the one that's getting upset, it's important to pause, you know, do some of the relaxation exercises and be like, wait, what the heck is going on? Like, what, how do I feel? What is actually happening? And, you know, is this kind of inappropriate reaction? What is, what right. is really truly going on? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're the other person, if you're kind of in the relationship and they're the person that's getting upset, you still should do this and, and pause and reflect and say, okay, what is really going on? And so if you're a partner and you don't have PTSD, and your partner with PTSD is always getting angry and upset. This is a really good exercise and still pause, do one of the relief tools and say, okay, what's really going on? So you can kind of remind yourself that, okay, this isn't really who they are. This is, you know, they've just been upset by something that they're not really saying things that they really mean. They're a little hot headed. And in a few minutes, in whatever time period you decide to pause for, we're going to come back and, and everything's going to be a lot more level and we're mm -hmm. going to be able to see each other clearly so it's really important for both parties to do that mm. and and you're both going to play both roles at some point but it's that's it's really really important that you do that and try to seek the truth and sometimes as the person who gets angry you have to swallow your ego and you have yeah. to pause and you have to think and as you pause and as you think and swallow that ego for that for that moment you're gonna be like okay well 
no, I don't really feel that way. Okay, that was an overreaction and I feel bad. And you and then you can go and apologize or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but it does take sometimes yeah, a little yeah. it's a little frustrating sometimes when you get angry and then you do take a second to cool off. Like you wanna say all those things that aren't true, those things that are maybe mean. Like you wanna speak when you're hot headed and, and just get it all out. But, you know, when you again swallow the ego, swallow the pride and sit and say you know, do the relaxation, relaxation exercise, think mm-hmm. for a minute, find what is the truth and then come back to reality with that other person. It can be tough. It can be tough to kind of swallow and be like, well, you know what? I was wrong yeah. for feeling that way. And again, it's not, it's not your fault for feeling that way, but it is no. your responsibility. So that's yeah. always, always what we talk about. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. So yeah, it's, it's your life. It's your actions. It's your emotions. It's your responsibility, but it's not your fault. Don't blame yourself. Blaming in any regard to anybody, to yourself, it's not good. And you don't want to do that. And that's a big lesson that we learned, you know, to help bring a lot more compassion to yourself and to the people around you. Um, But the ego thing is super important. You want to do what's right. So when you go to reflect and to find the solution, you're like, okay, this is the solution. And the solution is, okay, sometimes, I'm not saying this is what you need to do all the times, but a lot of times this happens when you overreact. This would happen to me all the time where it's just like, okay, I overreacted. I did something. I was in the wrong after I objectively looked at this. And for me to make this right, I need to apologize for what I did wrong. You know, I kind of need to make amends to Kayleen for what I did wrong. And you want to do what is right. The solution that you come up with, regardless of how you feel about it, because that's what, like, that's what you decided is right. Your objective, logical mind was like, this is what I need to do. And now you need to do it. Now you have to take action on the actual solution. And sometimes that's the hardest part. And, but it gets, each time you do it, it gets easier and easier and easier. And this was one thing that like, like on both sides, we just had to like, be like, man, I messed up. You know, I did like, I'm sorry. And then like, once you diffuse that, like (laughs) the other person isn't going to like, just be like, yeah, you're right. Like you were such a, (laughs) you did mess up. (laughs) You did mess up. You screwed up so bad. And if they do, you might want to, you know, do some critical thinking on that relationship right there. But, um, you might have to pause again. (laughs) And it's, it's important. This kind of goes into the third. Yeah. This is the the third step, step. which is find the solution and communicate it. So like, this is what we're talking about. The third step is, um, taking action on that solution that you reflected on and figured out on your own. But it's important when you go to communicate, to communicate with a person on both sides, you're both like grounded in, in kind of reason and out of that emotional state. So you can actually have a constructive conversation. Cause like you can be grounded, but if the other person's not grounded at that time or hasn't come down from all the emotion, then it's, 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 you it's still won't fruitless. be able to have a, yeah, you won't, you won't be able to have a constructive conversation there and you won't be able to actually apply the solution. So you both need to be grounded and then a place be like, cause usually what happens is like, Oh, you, both sides messed up in some way and both uh-huh. sides have to be like, yeah, you know, like I need to work on this and like, and then you hug and you're like, Oh, everything's better. <laughs> it's all better. <laughs> but it's important to, to communicate the solution, come up with the solution yourself and communicate it in a grounded state. So when you're both relaxed, when you both come down off the, off the <clears throat> emotional, I don't know, high, whatever it is. Um, and that's the most important part is communicating it. And what is important too, is when you're seeking kind of a solution, sometimes it's as simple as an apology to diffuse the situation, to kind of get your relationship back to kind of level to grounded and, then is where the real communication can happen. So then is where you can have a conversation rather than an argument or a fight. 
and you can say, you know, I'm I'm sorry, I overreacted. I can't tell you how many times we've we've both been on the and and like I said, you both contribute to it. So like right. oftentimes you kind of both need to apologize once you chill out. And so you apologize and then you can have a real conversation where you're actively problem solving together. And then you're saying, okay, so, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. I overreacted. I, I didn't mean to say these things or treat you that way. Yada, yada, yada. And then mm. the other person maybe will apologize too. And then you can say, okay, right. so, so what happened? You know, how did we get here? Why did that happen? And if you're the one with PTSD, again, it's not your fault, but if you were triggered or if something really bothered you or if you were just hot headed off a, a bad night's sleep, you know, th that's a solution that can and needs to be solved. Mm -hmm. And then the solution is, is a lot bigger than just an apology. So you have to then get to the root of it and what is really going on. Why are you really getting angry all the time? So this is, we're talking about how to diffuse the anger so you can have a real conversation, so you can find a real solution to the big, the core problem, the actual mm -hmm. issue, which for almost always is PTSD itself. Mm. So that is the problem that you really, truly need to solve. But when it comes to handling the anger within the relationships, kind of day to day, moment to moment, right. become aware of it and don't let it build. Pause and reflect on what is actually happening. Find a solution and communicate it and get yourselves back to grounded. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to do that second step, to pause, to step out on both sides because you both want to fight. You both yeah. want to like go at you it and dig it in. you have to swallow your ego and, and right. step out. And it, it's one of the best things that you can do for yourself and for yeah. your relationship. You're right. It is hard. <laughs> it's hard to pull yourself away when you have that, that, that feeling inside of you like that, like, I don't want to call it a monster, but that monster inside of you that just wants to fight that part of you that just wants to fight. Cause there's a part like that, that wants that fight so bad mm -hmm. that just wants to like, just rip someone a new one. <laughs> but like, so, but you have to be able to like, pull it back, reel it in, leash it. And God, no, we're, we're going out of here, man. And then you handle it. You calm it down and, uh, find a solution. But that, that is, that is the hardest part. You can be aware of it. And it might a few times, maybe a lot, you're going to screw up. Right. I'm serious. Like, uh, I'm, like I'm it, your anger will probably get the best of you in certain situations. Like, I don't want to like, but I want the only reason I'm saying this is not to like lower your standards or anything, but to know that things aren't going to be perfect. You're not going to be able to pull yourself away or you like, maybe you will, but there might be instances where you can't pull yourself away. And I don't want you to beat yourself up for when you can't, you know, because you have to keep trying and trying and trying and trying and never give up on pulling yourself away out of those situations. So you get better and better at it. And you'll never get to the point where you can pull yourself away easily. Cause like there's been moments where I've given into that, that anger. Um, but the best solution at that time would have been to pull myself out. So if you do get c consumed by the anger once in a while, like don't beat yourself up. Just You're be like, that's a learning still. experience. It's like, if you were even aware of like letting yourself go to the anger, that's a step forward. You know, like you, you should be like, I, I was aware of this anger and next time I'm going to try even harder to pull myself away or to catch it even catch sooner, it sooner before yeah. it escalates to that level. And one thing I want to mention just quickly that I kind of wish I, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode is kind of the word anger. And we experience, I think this word differently. I, I personally, uh, like, I don't, I don't, 
I don't really know how to explain actually what I'm saying, but um, more so than anger, what I would feel was like frustration and like just pent up like overwhelm. Mm. And I didn't really feel like angry at anything in particular or anyone in particular, maybe at myself, but more so just like frustrated and like I'm just confused and I'm emotional and I'm overwhelmed and I'm upset. I'm just like, I'm really, really hurt and not so much angry, but I still would say things that would obviously hurt hurt Mm. you, Brad, and, and hurt kind of everyone, but not necessarily like I'm angry at you and like mm-hmm. you're the worst like not not really anything like that mm-hmm. so which is can can be a little bit confusing based on kind of the verbiage that we use but for me it was more so frustration than like anger mm-hmm. but I would still put my fist through walls and stuff so I yeah. guess you know actually I don't know if you ever got through a wall I did <laughs> I did did you I didn't get it through the two walls uh, you well, almost I didn't. got it yeah. through the two walls yeah yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure you could though. <laughs> Anyways, that is it. Those are the three steps to so managing for you. to handling that anger, that frustration, all those even just overwhelming emotions. And the steps are become aware and don't let it build. Pause and reflect on what's actually happening. So pause, do a relief tool and reflect on what's actually happening and then find a solution implement it and communicate it and so our action today is you know plan to pause like brad said it's not going to be perfect at first but plan to pause when you feel angry try to catch it real real soon plan to pause and then our other action today is think about what the root cause of everything is and now if you're watching this right either you have ptsd probably or a loved one or a spouse or a significant other or whatever it is and that's great we love having you all here regardless but very often the root of everything is that ptsd Mm -hmm. so that is the thing you need to heal if you want to not even have to handle anger in your relationships you need to heal that core of the ptsd you've been really hurt or your partner has been really hurt or likely you've both been really really hurt and you need to heal that so you don't even have to worry about any of this anymore and this is just kind of in the interim this is how you can solve things day to day so you can cool off a lot easier so you can not break Mm -hmm. as many dishes and not have to plaster as many walls and things like that. But the root is that PTSD. And so if you want to know how to heal PTSD, right now I'm running a free training on the three pillars of PTSD recovery. So I'm talking about the three things you need. You absolutely need the three things to recover from PTSD, to heal your PTSD. So you can live a, like not even just a normal life, but a life that is, is far, far beyond normal just mm. in general. Because once you know how to handle your emotions, you can handle normal average emotions on like this just amazingly high level. Mm -hmm. So like normal relationships, people fight, people miscommunicate, things like that. But after you've healed from PTSD, you have kind of this this superpower, these super abilities to handle emotions at the next level. So Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the three pillars of recovery and what you need on your recovery plan, on your recovery journey so you can heal from PTSD and live a life that you truly deserve to live and have the relationship you truly deserve to have on both ends so if you want to see that training it's overcoming ptsd.info slash go so you can go to overcoming ptsd.info slash go and you can check out that training it's so oh my gosh worth it 
It yeah. is such a good training. It's, I mean, it's been years to kind of distill it into three very simple pillars or three very simple steps to, to show you exactly what you need. Right. These, these are the, the three things that you need to heal from this, to overcome it. This is everything that, that Brad and I have done to overcome our own PTSD. Everything that I teach all of my clients, it is one, two, three. And those are the three things. It's, those are it's, the only three. Those are the only three things that you yeah. need. So it's a super cool training. And I know some of you out there listening are uh, either clinicians or, you know, help people with PTSD or healers or therapists, things like that. Absolutely go check it out too, because it is, it's, it's a great learning experience for everyone. So go and check it out overcomingptsd.info slash go. And then you can figure out how to heal the core of everything because you deserve to be calm and sleep through the night and just have normal emotions and have normal problems and not all these kind of like wild overreacting problems with relationships. And it affects so many different areas of your life. So, you know, we want to see a world without people suffering with PTSD and that's our mission and our goal for you is to to serve you and help you get to that point where it no longer affects you and then you can you can pass kind of the, the good word on so that's what we have for you all today thank you all for joining us and listening to us and <laughs> yeah, thank you know you. if you like the podcast make sure you you know subscribe to the podcast if you're on YouTube make sure you like it you can feel free to leave us comments ask us questions things like that feel free to email us and uh, you know like it rate it what, what do I say if you, if you like it, or if you, you hate it, make sure that you rate it. It helps us reach more people. Like I just said, our, our goal is to reach everyone who's suffering with this and, and let them know that there is hope and it is possible. And here are the tools that you can use. So we so appreciate you all being here and showing up and sharing it in Facebook groups and things mm -hmm. like that and rating the podcast and letting us know what you want to hear and, and all the, all the good things out there. So thank you for being here. We yep. love you. We're here for you. We believe in you and we will uh, see you all tomorrow unless you have any final words. Nope. That's it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>